Welcome back, everybody, and happy Election Day. It is my pleasure to welcome to the program somebody who I've really been wanting to speak with for a little while. She's very busy. I'm very happy that she found the time. Please welcome Hannah Keppel. Hi, guys. Thank you so much for having me. It's such a pleasure. And again, you know, happy Election Day to you. Uh, you also happen to be my 100th guest on the program. So uh, thank you for, uh, for being there, and thank you for... Uh, for uh, kind of taking my my favorite show over the last you know number of months and uh, and you know being the lucky number one hundred. Oh yay! That's so exciting. Happy one hundred. Thank you. Yeah, we taped our hundredth episode uh, last week, uh, but again, certain guests had more than one episode, so now you're officially the hundredth guest. Yay! Wonderful. Perfect. And then uh, you know, happy upcoming birthday. So that's that's the third. Thing. <laughs> That's Thank you very much. Thank you. You're very welcome. All right. So lots, lots of exciting things that are happening right now. And uh, again, people know you as Moon on Cobra Kai. I love, love, love Cobra Kai. It's, it's that kid in me that grew up watching the uh, Karate Kid or that went into martial arts because partially of Karate Kid and you know, Bruce Lee and, uh, and some of the other guys, Jean-Claude Van Damme, Jean-Claude, if you're watching. Um, <laughs> Happy after, you know, past the 60th birthday to you, buddy. Um, so kind of it, it, watching Cobra Kai rekindled all of those memories that I had as a kid growing up and seeing those uh, movies. And like a lot of the fans, I was, I was kind of apprehensive uh, because I really didn't want that, you know, experience to be, uh, for the lack of a better word, ruined by, uh, by something that's, uh, that's new. And it was quite the contrary. It was as nostalgic as I wanted it to be, and it was as exciting and new and better in a lot of ways than, than uh, the Karate Kid, the whole series. So I'm really, really, really thankful to the creators and to everybody in it for making that part great. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah, I, I feel like a lot of the original fans um, kind of felt the same way that you did when announcements of the show first came out. Um, and I, I think the apprehension is totally understandable, especially in regards to um, a lot of classic films when they do reboots or readaptions and things. Right. Um, but in regards to Cobra Kai specifically, we are so lucky with the writers that we have. Mm -hmm. John, Josh, and Hayden love The Karate Kid I, just as much as any other um, of your original fans yeah. and this show has been their baby and they they just are just fantastic writers between the humor and and bringing in the sincerity of it and then all the easter eggs of the film so we were so lucky um that they decided to to take on this project and and bring it to all the original fans and all the new fans yeah and uh again there are definitely new fans because now my kids are watching it and uh, getting all the experiences because again, to uh, you know, as as a parent, uh, you can be in love with something, but you want your kids to have that too. And for my kids to have the new experiences and to kind of start really caring about the the whole enterprise now of of the Karate Kid world is is really really uh, special. So um, it's it shows that the creators are true fans and they know it inside and out, and they're really, it's like you said, it's their baby. They're really, really careful with it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And it, like you're saying, it, it's so special that now families who 
the parents grew up with the original movies and now their kids get to grow up with the show. It, it brings people together and, and that's really special. It is, and uh, again, it's 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 another reason for my son to go into martial arts as I as I'm pushing him. So, yep, it, it works on many levels, and I and I can <laughs> use the little levers that uh, just because he likes it, I can get into. So, um, oh, that's amazing. And let's talk about the show because again, I know a lot of people who are watching this uh, are you know fans of the program. Uh, the show when it came out, uh, it was it was a moderate hit, I would say, you know, on on Red. But when it got on Netflix, it blew up, uh, where it became, I think, number one, uh, you know, on, uh, on top 10 in Netflix. And everything kind of just, you know, went uh, to the next level, if you will, and probably far beyond that. How was it for you as an actor that, you know, was a part of already a great series and you had all of your experiences on it and then all of a sudden, wow, everybody discovered it. Uh, what, what was that like? Yeah, it, um, I mean, Cobra Kai was my, my first job. Mm -hmm. um, so being a part of it to begin with was a really big deal for me. And um, when it was released to YouTube Red, that was a big deal. And, and it, we were so excited because we all loved it. And then hearing the feedback of the fans mm -hmm. who saw it on YouTube Red, that was amazing. Um, and then once we heard that we were being picked up by Netflix, it just, it, at first it was kind of the surreal experience. I, I didn't really know what to expect with the show being released like who who knows um and then once it it was released and we got just all this feedback and it was number one for weeks and i mean it, it was crazy and i i knew how much we loved the show and how much it meant to people already but i don't think there was any way i could expect how how well it's been doing now on netflix and deservedly so. I mean, it's really, it is a really incredible uh, show. Um, you get to care so much about the new, uh, the new generation. Uh, we, we obviously love the old generation and learning all of the new things that we didn't know before that we kind of, you know, suspected and thought, and now we get a chance to see it. And then at the same time, care about the new generation. I think when, when Kevin Smith, uh, you know, at, uh, at Comic-Con, had uh, the cast on and he was just jumping out of his skin because he was so excited. That's, that's kind of a lot of us. We were finding ourselves in that same spot. And, you know, the end of season two, my God, I was, I was, uh, I was in shock for a few days. I was crying. <laughs> uh, I, was, I was convincing myself because I'm an actor. So I'm convincing myself, like, I know how they did this. I, I understand where it's going. It's a great setup. But the bad part of me and the human part of me is just distraught. You took yeah. to get over it. It was it was just so great. Oh my gosh, that's amazing. Yeah, the, the cliffhanger, it's it's a doozy. <laughs> and and you feel it coming and you know it's something horrible is about to happen. Mm -hmm. You just have that thing in the pit of your stomach, which again is how well they did the whole scene, which I, I, I wanna talk about for uh, in a second because that whole scene, that was a really, really complex scene to uh, to take. But they they built it up so great you knew that it was it was happening you knew uh it's it's going to end badly you just didn't know how and yeah. it was just oh, it was gut-wrenching <laughs> straight to the heart yeah and i immediately went like hold on there, there has to be a season three if this ends like this i i'm just i'm i don't know what i'm gonna do to myself 
Um, and thankfully, season three is coming out. I think I think we can say that it's coming out in January of next year, and uh, we're not yes. going to say anything else, correct? <laughs> Yeah, season three will be out January um, 2021, so we can all look forward to that. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> and we don't have that long to wait, so I think our anticipation, you know, there's so many things that they left uh, uh, at the end of season two that mm -hmm. you know, I've been watching all of the videos of people, you know, kind of exploring and where <laughs> is all this going and with the teasers, and so I think I think we have some general idea, but I know that there's going to be a lot of surprises along the way. So can't wait there. Um, going back to, uh, again, for, for those who haven't seen the show, you know, warnings, right? Uh, but uh, yes, yes. At, at the end of season two, there is a tremendous uh, kind of fight in, uh, in the hallway, uh, you know, in school where the Cobra Kai kids and the you know, Miyagi-Do uh, kids really get into it and there is there's a lot of great stuff that you really really want to see and you're proud of and then there is the cliffhanger so that scene how long did it take to shoot because just the choreography uh, I, I think it would have it would have taken a while to put together and then to shoot it uh, it's days in my mind how long did it take yes yeah, so i um I'm in the very beginning of this this big scene. I make an appearance and then um, I'm kind of, <laughs> sorry, my cat came and, and joined the interview. <laughs> but so I, um, I'm in the beginning of this scene. Um, and then after that, I, I was fortunate enough to be able to watch the rest of it. I kind of hung out on set and, and watched it um, kind of unfold. Um, the beginning of it, the, the part that I'm in, it's a one-er, so it's all one fluid scene without any cuts. And we did that, we only did it a handful of times. Um, we only needed to do a handful of times. And I'm, I kind of feel like for the whole school fighting, it was two or three days. Um, I was only on set for one of those days, but I think it was two, three days. But they, they did training for it extensively. Um, there was a lot of uh, characters involved in that, and it, it, yeah, it took a lot of preparation, but it was well worth it um, in the end. Yeah, um, and uh, you know, shout out to Simon Ray, who's uh, who's one of the incredible people that's doing uh, the training of of the new generation in uh, uh, in fighting. Simon, his brother uh, Philip, they're amazing. So mm. um, I'm a big fan of those. Uh, which actually, you know, we'll come back to uh, to some other questions in a second. But you know, does Moon get a chance to uh, to do any martial arts? <laughs> Let, okay, so forget season three. Did Moon get a chance, or, or did uh, did you, Hannah, get a chance to actually you know practice or or participate in anything? Uh, I know I didn't see it in in season one or two. <laughs> did you did you say, hey, listen, I, I want to be a part of this too, right? <laughs> yes. Well, I. I can let it be known that all the writers, everybody knows that I, I want to learn how to do all the cool yeah. um, karate moves, all of the, the martial arts and, and stunts. I, I've been watching it since season one, um, and I, I would love to be a part of it, whether or not Moon gets involved or not. Um, I let them know. Yeah, exactly. That aside, um, I would love to. I, so I traveled from North Carolina to Georgia to film a lot. So. 
I wasn't staying in Atlanta like a lot of the LA actors were. Um, so I wasn't able to really get in on training because I really would just travel for filming and then travel home and back and forth. Um, but I mean, maybe future seasons I can just, you know, get in there. <laughs> yeah, just watch at least maybe, maybe help out with training for sure. Yeah. I think Moon has a few things uh, to, uh, to express to Hawk in a, in a martial arts way. Uh, so right, exactly. I, I would, I would definitely be into that, uh, into that uh, fight. The fight between Hawk and Dimitri. <laughs> I would love that. I, I feel like she should just break out one day and just surprise everybody with some incredible moves. I think so. I mean, why not? <laughs> uh, Moon's character, which, uh, which I was very happy to see, because uh, you know she kind of started out as. Uh, as you know, another friend, as somebody in that you know popular clique, and there wasn't a ton of uh, kind of th three dimensionality to the character. Uh, and then you see uh, the character kind of evolve, and then you see somebody that we really got to care a lot about. So um, when this started out, I know you're a recurring character, but did it start out as a potential recurring, or did they kind of you know say, hey, there's a guest star for uh, for the pilot, and then we'll see. Yeah, so I, if I remember correctly, I could honestly pull up the email. I still have it for the audition. I think the breakdown was, um, it did say recurring, but I was cast as a local um, to Atlanta. Um, and I think it was recurring, but just season one, as far as I knew. Um, and then, and then, yeah, and then I was told that I'd be brought for season two and that was really amazing and then for three so since the beginning I knew I'd be recurring I just didn't know how much yeah and um, again as actors we, we rarely have uh, kind of input uh, but as the writers kind of get to know us uh, they they're forming certain elements of the character to our strengths so did you feel like you know at the beginning and where Moon ended up because there was a lot of development there, did you have any input? Did, did the writers come to you and saying, what do you think about this? Um, definitely for season two, they talked to me about a few aspects. Um, I remember season one, it, it was kind of a big deal. Um, we would get scripts for the next episodes and be like, ooh, you're gonna be a love interest with this character, so you're gonna have to kiss this person. And and that was that was really funny back then. but. Season two, um, I spoiler disclaimer, I guess, um, Moon ends up kissing a girl um, in an episode um, after she's broken up with Hawk. And that was something that the writers talked to me about, what I was comfortable with and how they kind of saw the character. And that was really cool. Um, and I love how they brought that inclusivity into the show and, and having that representation for people. Um, and so that's was something we kind of talked about I think that was the biggest thing in season two that we we discussed. Yeah, it was definitely unexpected. Uh, so that that particular moment was like, okay, that was <laughs> such a perfect punch to uh, to Hawk's ego. Uh, but mm -hmm. we we, I, I'm not gonna say we. I did not see that coming. So it worked. The writing, the whole kind of uh, getting to that worked because it was it was a shock to the system and it was perfect. So um, that's, that's nice that they, they had that conversation with you. Um, in terms of, let's go back to kind of the auditioning process because this was your first uh, job. And by the way, what a great first gig to land. 
you know, um, kudos, kudos to you and thank, uh, thank God. <laughs> um, how did they come about? Yeah. Um, I had just kind of recently started acting in film mm-hmm. or at least auditioning and, and getting an agent in my, in my local area. Um, this was my uh, junior year of high school, I believe. It was the beginning of my junior year. Mm-hmm. And it was just a, another audition. Um, and it was for, uh, it was like a Ralph Macchio YouTube Red show. And I, I didn't really know Ralph Macchio off the top of my head. I have to admit, I knew the Karate Kid, but I didn't know his name. Um, and so my agent kind of explained it to me a little bit. And I was like, yeah, of course, why not? And I um, sent in a tape um, and I heard back pretty quickly that they wanted me to come in um, in LA or not LA, come into Atlanta um, for a callback. And I showed up to the callback and there were lots of girls that looked just like me and looked completely different from me. There was like a Disney Channel star and I was totally overwhelmed, um, but excited. I was really excited. And I auditioned in front of um, a lot of the producers and the writers and, and people. And I, th- I think it was days after I heard that I got it and I traveled back to Atlanta for the table read with Ralph and Billy and Sholo and Jacob and, and all those guys and Mary. And it, it was just crazy. My, my first ever job I'm like sitting at this table surrounded by all these stars from Disney Channel and the 80s and it was amazing I, I was definitely starstruck uh, and thank you for sharing that and that it goes into my next question of who was the kind of the biggest starstruck uh, experience for you you know which one of these uh, you know boys and girls yeah I have to admit I had to look up a lot of the other actors. Like I, I'd never, I'd never watched Parenthood, so I didn't really know Sholo before. Um, Mary, I kind of recognized from Disney Channel, so that was cool. Um, I feel like, of course, Ralph and Billy, because even though I didn't know their names per se, the Karate Kid is huge, and even as a kid, I grew up watching it. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was, I probably, I would say them. And then, of course, in season two, when, when Peyton List came on board, I grew up watching her on Disney Channel. So that was really cool to get to know her. Um, so, yeah, I've, I've been starstruck throughout both seasons, all seasons. <laughs> I, I'm totally with you. And uh, I think I'm very happy that Peyton uh, is kind of going through this part of her career where, you know, she she played somebody who was, nice and shy and we're kind of we mm-hmm. we saw a lot of that as, as she was uh, growing up and then now she's getting into these you know quote-unquote mean girl uh kind of roles that are a lot meatier in terms of uh, emotional depth and you can really uh play and discover yourself as an actor so for her this should really expand her career trajectory and allow her to play a variety of roles and i think she's great uh, in season two, I, I hope it continues. Uh, as much as I liked her, because again, my daughter is 16, so she grew she grew up watching uh, Peyton, and I saw a bunch yeah. of that stuff, kind of um, seeing along with her. So it was hard for me because I like Peyton uh, as as the actress, and I really started to <laughs> dislike the character <laughs> that she was playing. So like there's yeah. this juxtaposition of emotions that were going on at the same time. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's same with, with anybody that pay, plays a mean character or, or kind of the, the enemy in the situation. Mm-hmm. Um, but 
Peyton List is the sweetest person in real life, and I think it just goes to show her abilities as an actor that she's able to convince you that she is this kind of gritty, mean girl um, when she's really not. But I, I really commend her because I think um, anybody coming from Disney has to work really hard in proving themselves outside of that bubble. Um, but honestly, we have a lot of Disney kids on our show, like Tanner, Mary, Jacob, Gianni, Peyton. Probably more that I'm not thinking of. They all have been on Disney projects, and and they're all fantastic, and and really all have depth to to their um, their work. Yeah, and um, you know, from your career perspective, uh, I think you know being uh, in this iconic show is really helpful. But then not being one of the regulars, there are going to get in a way kind of remembered for the specific role mm -hmm. is also mm -hmm. a helpful thing. So you can be there, you can show yourself you, and uh, not be always viewed upon as the particular character that you played, which is something that oh, you know, yeah. really all had to deal with uh, all their whole life. Uh, oh so my gosh, yeah. That, that's, I, that's so funny. I, I've never really thought about that, um, but I 100% agree with you because I think a lot of people, when they start out acting, they they really think about the next big break, the next big character that they can they can play. But there's there's a lot to be learned when when you start out to be playing these recurring characters and smaller roles where you're just figuring out how to even do this whole thing and and what your process is and and learning. So I 100% agree with you. I. I learned so much just being on set and just watching and, and seeing all these other people who've been acting their whole lives, see what they're doing. And you're, you're doing beautiful segues, by the way, uh, because that's, <laughs> that's the next part I wanted to ask you of, you know, being that this was your first job and uh, being around people who've been doing this for a long time. Um, you know, A, I'm sure it was intimidating at, at some points, but, you know, how did you own it in a way because you have to own it, right? Once once you're on set, we're all the same. We're all here because we were hired uh, for a job and we should feel like we're on the same level. Uh, but how did you get yourself to that point? Was it easy? Uh, was it natural? Or was it like, I have to talk myself into it and kind of <laughs> make it? Yeah, I have to admit, I, I think I'm still getting to that point. Okay. Um, the first couple seasons on the show, I, I won't lie and tell you I was super confident and, and knew exactly what I was doing. I, I was very self-conscious um, throughout the process just because I was so new to, to the whole experience. But with that being said, I was so fortunate to be surrounded by the cast and crew that I was. Um, every single person on that set helped me grow in different ways I, I didn't even know I needed to and they were so great about any sort of questions I had and the people who had been doing it for years and years and and Nicole who um who plays Aisha she that was also her first project that she yeah. had been a part of and we kind of stuck together being the newbies and asked a bunch of questions and it was great we really enjoyed ourselves that's very cool and then Again, another segue is to who were you, uh, who you, I guess, I know that uh, you mentioned that you didn't stay in Atlanta and you kind of commuted back and forth, but who were uh, friends that you're still really close to uh, as a part of that shoot? Yeah, I mean, I feel like we all got really close. Um, 
I still talk to most of them. Season one and two, or season one, I I hung out a lot with Mary and Annalisa, who played Yasmin, because um, a lot of my scenes were with them. And they're a, a good bit older than me by a couple years, but they were really great when I had questions and giving advice, and, and they're sweet girls. And then I love hanging out with the guys, too. Um, Jacob and Gianni and Sholo and Tanner are so funny. Um, they're all fun to hang out with. And, and we became like a, a little family, and, and it's always fun coming back to set and, and catching up after, after months apart. Yeah, because I think that's that's the kind of family that stays with you, and hopefully it'll continue throughout your career that you'll get a chance to work with each other on different projects, and it'll be like re that same reconnecting with a family member, even though you haven't seen them for a few years. So it's 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 a fantastic first experience. I doesn't have to be a first experience, but for you, it's just a fantastic uh, way to get into the industry and have this experience and you know, uh, create this family. It's, I'm very happy about it. Oh yeah, me too. I am very, very lucky. Perfect. Um, last question on, uh, on Karate Kid. Um, just, you know, more from the acting perspective. Um, what were some of the acting things that kind of threw you that, uh, you know, whether you're you know, a newbie or it's just a difficult scene to, uh, to get into, what were some of those experiences like? Um, I'm trying to think. I've always had a hard time with lines, memorizing lines, and that's one of the most basic parts of acting. Um, so that was really, um, really a tough thing would be when they would change lines day of or, or change a scene slightly. Um, I, I have to do a lot of preparation before to just even memorize, let alone anything else. Yeah. So that was kind of tough from the standpoint of just quickly trying to remember the new version of the lines or scenes. Um, I guess another thing is, um, one thing people who maybe have never been on set before is how quickly sometimes things can happen, how you'll only do a couple takes of a scene and move on to a new scene, or it could take days and days to do one scene. And that's something that I, I had no idea happened. And so it was kind of, um, being flexible with the pace of, of how the whole thing came together. Yeah. Um, so what, what have you done? Like what are some of your tricks? Uh, you said that uh, you had difficult time memorizing lines. There are all sorts of ways to, uh, to <laughs> combat that. Uh, anything in particular that started working for you as, as you got, you know, more and more into it? Yeah, I, um, how I first, memorize um, a scene for an audition or if I book a job um, I'll do some script analysis where not only am I looking at the lines but what's happening in the scene and so when I can kind of associate what's going on around me and what the other person is doing um, that helps me get a feeling of everything and then honestly just I well, oh, one thing that's really helped me is I will record myself just going through the whole scene, both parts on voice memo. And then instead of listening to podcasts or music in the car, I'll just listen to my voice on repeat, um, which is awful. I hate listening to my own voice, but it helps a lot. Um, that's one trick that I've learned recently. Yeah. Um, 
the, the coach in me wants to add things there. Never mind. Please, please tell me. I would love some recommendations. The and uh, again, please, in terms of everybody who's watching, if you have recommendations, put them below. Comment. Uh, you know, <laughs> and hopefully, Hannah will get a chance to look at them. But from my perspective, because I do this too, uh, I, I recorded on 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 voice memos, and I would listen to it on the way to auditions, kind of to have that uh, through. The trick there and the part that uh, didn't work for me is that things need to be organic. Uh, mm -hmm. And whatever I do, whatever that recording is, that's one version of it. And I don't want that to be programmed in my brain because yes. I don't want to do it the same way because I want to have the ability to you know, say a line completely differently based on mm -hmm. how I'm feeling at the moment. So it became kind of a, uh, the programming that I had to put aside. So what I found that works for me is I find that I'm more of a visual person. You know, I'm looking at something. Uh, visually, I get it. Uh, what you mentioned of reading them a few times, kind of start getting a feel, you know, take some notes and really kind of start embodying the character. And then it feels like once you understand it, the words naturally appear. Uh, and I'm more of a visual than an auditory. And I found that it's quicker for me to learn lines by looking rather than by listening uh, for whatever. Yeah. I think all of us are kind of wired differently. And that's what I've seen that works best for me is I read things and I read them kind of dispassionately. Uh, I read them dispassionately. I try to, uh, to remember uh, the lines based on kind of just some feelings and, uh, and seeing what the scene is about and then start working on the character and then reading them again more as the character and kind of trying things on of, you know, how do I feel right now? You know, because acting is about receiving. So, um, you know, right now, as I'm looking at, uh, at your expression, at your body language, there is certain energy and there's certain information that's, uh, that's flowing uh, forward. So it's hard to do when you're not with somebody and mm -hmm. you kind of have to imagine that. So you're picking up on cues and then eventually you get to a point where the words are in that short term memory bank, which again, don't ask me next week to remember the words that I just did for, uh, for an audition. I'm not going to, but mm -hmm. memory over time starts really, really clicking and you can remember lines. Uh, I, I get to a point where uh, if I need to kind of do uh, something that's, you know, two or three pages worth of dialogue, I can get to it in about 15, 20 minutes. Uh, wow. I'm going to forget it, you know, three hours later. Uh, but yeah. I can get to it really quickly and it just kind of sits there. But for me, it's visual. So okay. you can kind of experiment with yourself of, which one's quicker for you, visual or auditory? And then mm -hmm. if you're going to be listening, instead of listening to the same one, maybe record it three or four different ways. Mm -hmm. And then you're still listening to your voice, but uh, yeah. uh, you're listening to it in different uh, inflections and in different uh, feelings. Yes. And that will allow you to kind of pick up of saying, hey, you know what, I kind of liked what I did there. Why did I do that? And then you start connecting more and more with the character again. So mm -hmm. those, those would be some of my suggestions of find yeah. visual or auditory and then vary uh, uh, with it. 
No, that's fantastic. I, I totally agree. And yeah, when I, I think that's uh, the biggest thing is you don't want to get into a certain rhythm and, and make certain choices that you stick with. And so when I do these recordings, I don't do them with any emotion or any sort of inflictions. Monotone as can be, so it's just the words, but also with that, like you're saying, you don't want to get stuck in a certain pace. Yep. Um, it needs to be organic. And, and I think that's an, another segue into um, with auditions, how important it can be sometimes with a reader, mm -hmm. because like you're saying, you're playing off another person and what they're giving you. And sometimes it's so hard when you have someone who's just reading the lines monotone and you're trying to give and receive. Yeah, um, the, uh, it could be uh, difficult, especially for people who are, you know, Meisner. I, I really need to connect in order to uh, yeah. play off of it. But um, basically, it's kind of like, you know, the green screen or, or acting straight to camera. Yeah. You know, you're imagining that there's somebody on the other end of it, and you have to portray feelings. So the technique that I use in auditions when the reader mm -hmm. is giving me nothing uh, yeah. is go back and think to commercial technique. And the commercial technique, when you're speaking to camera, um, you're not selling anything. You're talking to a friend or you're talking to your dad or you're talking to a neighbor and you're just sharing. And that connection to the other person, that is something that I try to kind of, uh, you know, put on to the reader. So whatever words are coming out of the reader, I immediately kind of transpose them into a friend or a brother or a relative or somebody who I'm not uh, happy with at the moment. So then all of that kind of the, the cap comes on regardless of how the words sound. I, I have something that I kind of put on that allows me to work with it and get the emotions that I uh, want back from it. Oh yeah, see, that's great. That's fantastic. We, we all find these tricks, right? Uh, because mm -hmm. the more you do it, the more you're going to, um, uh, you're going to find what works for you. These are just some of the things that I exactly. found that work. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's a huge part of acting is we all have our, our processes that work. And, and one thing I love so much about it is it's, it's you're continually evolving and growing and finding new things that work and old things that don't. And, and yeah, it's fantastic. Very cool. Um, last thing, I know I said, you know, kind of uh, before that, but last thing with, uh, with a show that's so successful, you know, looking at your social media, you have you know, a lot of uh, followers. Uh, what is it like for somebody who's new to the industry, somebody who, you know, was not a child uh, actor who had to deal with all of this uh, attention uh, growing up? What is it like to be in the public eye? Uh, can you give me some of the pros and cons that you have seen so far? Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, it's it's definitely been a, a process for me. Um, starting out the show, I didn't have anybody watching what I was doing other than close friends. And, and now I have um, thousands of, of people seeing what I'm doing when I'm posting and and finding information about me online. And I'm by no means a, a huge celebrity or a household name. And I, I can't even imagine those people. But from, from the small following that I have now, it's, I have to admit it, it's been hard because my whole life is out in the open for people to view and people to comment on my, my relationships, what I'm wearing, what I look like. And it, it comes with the job. 
Um, but I have to admit it, it is hard to, to have criticism on things that, that are just who I am and, and my experience. Um, but with that, there's also been some amazing support from people. And I love hearing from fans who enjoy the show and, and they love my character and, and they want to see more of her or they want to see me do this. And um, it is, it's, it's an amazing feeling to know that people not only love me in the show and love Moon, but they're also interested in who I am as a person, who I am as Hannah. Um, and that's a really cool feeling to know that, that there are people out there who are just interested in, in what I'm doing in life and, and my views on things. And, and I think that's really cool. Yeah, it's, um, it's, it's interesting. I'm, I'm an adult, right? I'm 45 years old. I turned 45 this year. And it's tough for me now with the show, now with more and more people watching, you're getting some uh, comments and some of them are negative. And uh, I have all of my kind of experiences and all of my ways of dealing with it. And it's still tough. Uh, so you, you have a lot more to deal with at a much younger age. So uh, I, can, I can only imagine what it's like. Um, the only advice that I would offer, uh, since you seem receptive to my advice, which is very kind of you. Uh, <laughs> of course. The only advice that I would offer is um, people express things, especially on social media that may have nothing to do with you and this is just their way of coping or uh, getting their frustration out or living out a certain fantasy that you are a part of because of the show that they happen to watch and the only advice I would say is don't put any of that on uh kind of view it as a cloud that's uh, that's there and it passes by and some clouds are beautiful to look at and some mm -hmm. clouds are dark and dreary and you don't want to look at them but it's it's really just a passing uh, thing you are who you are um most of these people don't know who you are and just continue being yourself and don't let any of the negativity influence you and then that's where kind of meditation and other mm. practices and staying healthy and staying fit, that's really important because if your body is a little down, all of that other stuff is going to kind of start oh. uh, attaching in a way uh, to you. So having having a good daily ritual and a daily practice, I, I really view it as, as taking a shower, right? We all shower, mm -hmm. we take, uh, you know, we brush our teeth. Uh, this is the same way. Social media, it's something that needs to be rinsed off. All of that energy, all of those attitudes, they just need to flow away. I'm me, that's them, and I'll take the blessings and I won't take the, uh, you know, the blame. Wow, I, that's beautiful advice and I, I couldn't agree more. Um, I, I'll frequently take social media breaks, just delete the app and, and not go on it for a couple days because honestly it can, like you're saying, it, it can have a negative impact, but also what you're saying about focusing on yourself and who you are and the practices that help your mental health and your physical health, those are what are important. And social media is just, I don't want to say vapid. I think that's a little harsh, but it's a platform of, of images that are curated of what people want you to see. 
and people a lot of times can hide behind a screen. And I, I agree with you. You gotta, you gotta push the negativity away and, and not, not focus on it. It's, it's an all, I mean, social media is just an all you can eat buffet, right? So you want to find hatred, there's plenty of it. You want to find beauty oh, yeah. and gentleness, it's there too. So it's, it's like life. It's what we choose to focus on. Uh, that's what defines our reality. So social media is just, a, it's just an expression of that uh, principle. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, I agree. Perfect. A um, few more questions. So um, in terms of, uh, you know, looking at your social media, I see, I see really, really fun and, uh, and heartwarming and silly photos that you have with your sister. Uh, so is, is your sister thinking of, of uh, getting in the business? Is this something that uh, she doesn't want to have anything to do with? What's, uh, <laughs> what's the family dynamic? Yeah, so I'm, I'm the oldest. I'm the oldest of three. I have a brother who is 16 and my sister is 15. Um, and I, I've kind of always been interested in the entertainment industry and being in the spotlight. And my siblings are very much not that way. Um, my, my siblings are both into sports and they're both so funny. Like they're hilarious, but they're not very like in your face entertainer let me jazz hands show you what I can do types um but my sister is hilarious and I I think she would be a fantastic actor if she wanted to be um but no she's she's into running and and we live on a farm so she has a horse that she rides and and I we we've grown a lot closer now that she's older in high school and it's it's really special to have her in my life and my brother I'm, I'm very lucky with the family I have that's awesome. Um, yeah, and I actually uh, going back to uh, to our previous uh, point, the fact that you're in North Carolina, the fact that you're not in LA in that bubble uh, yeah. is probably also healthier and, and, and better for you because you can you can go back to the reality as opposed to you know the uh, the put up uh, bubble that that people are in uh, oftentimes in LA. That's why a lot of uh, actors really prefer New York or just prefer somewhere else mm. in LA. They want to work in LA, but they need to reconnect back to life and life usually is outside of it. Oh yeah, I will. I, I tried to move out to LA um, last year, last January, and I was there for a few months and then COVID happened and um, <laughs> exactly. And so I made the decision to come back home um, which ultimately was the best decision I could have made because with everything going on, it, it really was the best for my mental health to be surrounded by my, my family and friends here in North Carolina. Um, and I, I've been very lucky. They've been with me throughout this whole crazy process. We've been here for each other. And I am going to be going back to L.A. Um, take two in, in January. So <laughs> we'll see how that goes. Um, again, just remember the mental health uh, part of it and know that you can go back and kind of recharge. And the fact that you live on the farm, you live on, uh, in North Carolina, is gorgeous. a lot of great air. Uh, and you have the mountains and you have the greenery and you have the forests. And, you know, it's just, that's, that's a charging station for, uh, for your body and your soul. So, you know, you can live in LA, but make frequent visits. <laughs> <back home. laughs> 
<laughs> right. I, I love to travel, so I'd love to see other states as well and then go to other countries. I just got my passport too before COVID and well now nobody wants Americans, so I'll just have to wait. <laughs> Listen, it's uh, it's all going to change, but uh, the passport is valid for uh, for a while. I think it's you know ten years or five years or <laughs> right. Ten years. Or so I, I think you're. Let's hope. <laughs> let's hope that uh, you know you'll get a chance to use it before you have to renew it. Uh, yeah. So what's next for uh, for Hannah? I know uh, that uh, you're keeping busy. Uh, is there anything that you're able to share that you're working on? Uh, what's happening? Yeah, sure. So other than Cobra Kai season three coming out in January, um, a show that I was on, it's been a little while ago. I was in an episode of, it was going to be on TNT. It's called um, Tell Me Your Secrets. Um, it just got picked up by Amazon Prime Video. So that's exciting. I don't know exactly when, but it is moving to that platform in 2021. So I'm excited to hear about that. And um, in regards to what I'm doing now, I'm spending as much time with my family as I can. I'm taking some acting classes with my, my acting teacher here in North Carolina that I grew up with. Um, so that's been really special to, to feel like I'm recharging and, and learning some new, new tools for my acting tool belt. Um, and then, yeah, I'm gonna, to, I'm going to move back out to LA in January again. Um, a lot of my, my people are out there and who knows about the film industry, what's going to be open and whatnot, but I, I am filming self tapes um, and getting a few auditions here and there and hopefully things will just get better and not worse. <laughs> Let's hope so. Because um, we've, we've had enough of it. <laughs> yes, we've had a year for sure. Yeah, I, I, you know, the silver lining of COVID uh, time is the fact that I launched my, I'm talking to me personally, obviously, this is a horrible time for a lot of people, but, you know, me personally, it gave me a chance to, uh, to kind of launch the show. So hopefully we, we survive all of this and I'll remember 2020 for the, a lot of the bad things that happened, but also for the beautiful beginnings. And that's, that's my hope. Oh yeah, I agree 100%. I, I think there's been so many awful things to come out of this year, but exactly there there are a lot of things that, that we've all learned about ourselves and each other throughout this process. And hopefully, hopefully it'll just get, get better and today's election day and come on people. We gotta, we gotta look out for our future. Yeah. Uh, well, Anna, it's it's been such a joy talking to you. You're a wonderful hundredth uh, guest. You're welcome <laughs> back anytime. Uh, best of luck in your career, and uh, thank you, thank you, thank you. Oh well, thank you so much for having me. My pleasure, and thanks to everybody for tuning in. This will be up today. It is election day. If you haven't voted yet, please, please, please go vote. Uh, I I know who I want you to vote for, but that's not the point. The point is to exercise our right and responsibility to vote. So go and vote. Thank you again for tuning in, everybody. We love you and we'll see you again tomorrow.